This is Josh Kanak, and I'm a sales agronomist in CHS Ag Services in Hazel, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. We'll also hear reports from Sierra Doctor and Don Wick. National Association of Farm Broadcasting's annual convention underway in Kansas City. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick is there and has this update on the current market environment. Randy, we're joined by Ryan Kelbrands of CHS Hedging, talking about the volatility that remains in this marketplace. We, we've been kicking the can down the road on this, you know, potential rail strike. Uh, this Russian uh, conflict in the Ukraine just continues to add volatility. We've seen a, this week alone, we saw markets spike dramatically after a missile crossed a border into Poland. And then overnight here, waking up this morning, markets on the defensive because they're going to extend the agreement four months. So I expect the volatility to continue as we move into the new year. And then you throw at the backdrop, uh, the Fed's been pretty aggressive on, on raising interest rates, and, and that seems to be, that's not going to let up anytime soon either. No, they, there's an 80% chance that we're going to see a half-point increase in rates in December here. Uh, January, they're, they're taking a break, but I think February and March, they're also looking at incremental smaller uh, increases. But, you know, what, what's going to happen is, you know, we're going to have to watch what happens with our economy, and then hopefully they'll make adjustments that, that make sense. Usually when we're talking markets, we're talking about what's happening with the uh, supply of that crop and, and some of those kind of issues. We're talking about the issues that we're seeing on the the 5:30 news or on CNN now, that's a, a wholly different type of uh, environment to be playing. Yeah, especially as we move into this kind of global economy, there's so many factors that impact. You know, our prices here, it, it, it's unreal. You know, before it was basically supply and demand and the weather in the United States. Now we're looking at you know. South America even more gets amplified every year as production grows down there. We're looking at um, you know geopolitical risk, and, and we've seen a number of black swan events come into these markets where before you know the, you wouldn't have a huge impact, and they're impacting prices and, and you know weather as well. You know you're looking at what the weather patterns here, and you know the Mississippi River being at le levels that I haven't seen in a long time. Drought, you know, affecting our logistics. It's just been a really wild ride for a lot of these traders and brokers and even the producers, too. You know, Fortunately, they've been uh, had the ability to capture some of these higher prices, you know, opening things back up after COVID. You know, ethanol production is uh, and consumption has grown because the gasoline consumption has, you know, increased dramatically and it's kind of planning out. Soybean processing bids remain good. You know, we're feeding people. We're sending, you know, this food to a lot of different countries. Uh, basis levels have been ideal, you know what I mean? It's created a lot of uh, great opportunities for the producer. Ryan Kelbrands from CHS Hedging, coming to you from the National Association of Farm Broadcasting Convention in Kansas City. I'm Don Wick. End of year financial reports quickly approaching as well. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has that story. Loan renewals can give farmers earlier access to cash. Farm Up Capital Executive Chairman Bill York says loan renewals are coming up in the year. Yeah, we're, uh, we've started, we've got a number of loan renewals done already. Uh, I think it's uh, very important to get your financing in place early on, especially given the volatility on the input side, uncertainty around rents, and uh, certainly interest rate uh, questions. And there's just a lot of uh, dynamics uh, that really would uh, 
dictate that a farmer get their financing uh, in shape as soon as possible. York says it's a busy time in the financial world when December rolls around. An activity uptick when farmers get done with harvest is expected. Yeah, with Farm Op Capital, you know, since we're, we really focus on the value of that crop, that's what we lend against. So um, we have pretty much you know, determined, and the farmer knows where they're going to end this last crop year because they've got their prices locked in. Um, their, uh, obviously, their yields are pretty much in the bin at this point in time. Uh, and for most of our farmers, they've already uh, been able to lock in some inputs uh, and negotiated some rents for the 2023 year. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. And go to Red River Farm Network's website, rrfn.com. Sign up for the weekly FarmNet News e-newsletter. You can also download this broadcast and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, all at rrfn.com. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Recent decline in the value of uh, uh, U.S. dollar may bring more export business. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzolo does expect to see better demand. I think this is where it goes back to we've had several uh, you know, demand-related headwinds, um, and, and they're starting to be knocked down a little bit when it comes to the zero-COVID policy. When it comes to the railroad strike, it sounds like Congress would step in if they wanted to go ahead and move with the strike. You've got the river levels coming up, and, and obviously export sales were much better than trade expectations, especially in the soybeans. Zuzlo is optimistic. Uh, better demand is on the way. And so I think you're probably starting to maneuver or manage to t maybe move away from some of these more negative issues when it comes to the grain deal and being hyper-focused on that. At least that's my hope. My, my thought is that we're getting close to a demand low and a harvest low for corn, while the beans have already seen one, still waiting for the corn and wheat. National Pork Board Director Dale Stevenmer says that the National Pork Board is working to give pork, pork producers tools to become more sustainable. One of the things um, all producers want to improve, but you can't improve without measuring things, right? So what do you do? you got to figure out how to measure what we're doing as, as producers. When we look at our overall carbon footprint as, as pork producers, the bucket of about 60% is feedstuffs. So corn, essentially corn and soybean meal, how, and that's got, that, that, unless that changes its carbon footprint, we, you know, pork production really can't change much. And then another 18, 20% or so is, is in our manure storage and handling. So those are the two things we can really focus in on and, and work on. And Steve Murray says pork producers can use metric tools to track and measure sustainability improvements. We contract with um, sustainable environmental consultants out of Des Moines as a third-party verifier of data. SEC will contact a producer, gather field-specific information on their practices, whether it's tillage, fertilization, crops they've grown, thing, you know, just, just a whole gamut of things. That interview takes an hour, two hours. It kind of depends on how, you know, how extensive the operation is. But a lot of this data has already been captured through precision equipment. They compile a report for each producer that shows what their field level impact is. 
and then also give, give some ideas on ways to improve. If you adopt a different practice, here's how the numbers can change. Total Farm Marketing market analyst Naomi Bloom is expecting a fairly quiet cattle market ahead of this afternoon's cattle on feed report. So for that cattle on feed report, uh, for total cattle on feed, we're looking for it to be about 98.3% of last year. Placements are expected to come in near 96.3%, and marketing is expected to come in at 100.8%. So the placement and the total cattle numbers are going to be, uh, I think, what the market mostly scrutinizes, because then that helps us to project you know, how much lower will production be in 2023, and then that helps us to gauge potentially where prices might go. And Bloom says high feed costs and drought pulled cattle forward. More cattle come into market right now because grain prices are so high and we still are in a drought in this country. So it's a little tricky to let the uh, cattle graze on pasture when the pasture is dried up. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz has appointed Tom Peterson to serve as Minnesota Commissioner of Agriculture for a second term. Peterson, a longtime resident near Pine City, Minnesota, where he lives on a horse farm. Before being appointed commissioner, Peterson served as the Director of Government Relations for the Minnesota Farmers Union. And the application deadline for reimbursement for organic certification cost is November 30th. Applications are ex uh, accepted through the Organic Certification Cost Share Program for fiscal year 2022 through the end of this month. North Dakota Agriculture Commissioner Doug Goring says organic farmers, ranchers, processors, and handlers can receive up to $500 of the organic certification costs paid between October 1st, 2021 and September 30th, 2022. More information available on the North Dakota Department of Agriculture website. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Well, seed potato growers uh, being reminded about uh, seed potato performance next spring. At that, after coming off a dry harvest this fall, Syngenta Technical Development Lead Kieran Shetty says several pathogens thrive in that dry soil conditions. I'm not saying they are across the board. Uh, there may be pockets uh, you might see that response. Um, and then there are also um, certain pathogens and soil insects that survive better uh, under those circumstances. So there may be some challenges in seed, uh, seed performance, which I mean with uh, germination and emergence and stand. So growers and the industry folks need to be aware that under these drier conditions, there could be some challenges down the road. And Shetty says Syngenta's broad-spectrum seed treatment, Cruiser Max Vibrance, is especially designed for seed potatoes. And that has um, three different fungicides in it, but the brand name is Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato. And uh, the reason why th these three are packed into one product is to address that issue that I said, broad-spectrum. At the same time, they are complementary to each other. Uh, the chances of resistance um, uh, is reduced significantly when you have different modes of action within the same product and, um, and has the ability to, you know, to adapt to almost any condition you plant into. 
Impacts of low water levels on the lower Mississippi trickle through the entire shipping infrastructure. USDA Chief Economist Seth Meyer says first and foremost is the shipper's bottom line. We see changes in barge rates and changes in inland basis as a result. So one can envision the price at the Gulf and the price upstream being separated by the cost of moving that grain to export. And Meyer says costs widen as barges are loaded at a lower draft it separates those two prices. So if you're trying to sell soybeans into the spot market in a place heavily dependent on the Mississippi River, you're gonna be facing paying for that transportation wedge that exists at lower river levels. Checking markets before we leave you this morning, we're seeing uh, green across the screen here this morning. Uh, wheat in Minneapolis is uh, four cents higher. Uh, December four and a quarter higher at 9.58. March is up four at 9.66. Chicago December wheat five and three quarter higher at 8.12 and a half. Kansas City December wheat's a penny higher at 9.39. December corn two and three quarter cents higher at 6.70 and a quarter. March is up two and three quarters at 6.71 and a quarter. January soybeans now seven cents higher 14.24. March soybeans are seven cents higher at 14.29 and a quarter. Canola trading three dollars sixty cents a metric ton higher this morning 6.85.30 Canadian. A lot of state conventions, annual conventions coming up this weekend. Uh, go to the uh, Red River Farm Network's webpage, click on the events tab, and you can find out uh, where everything's happening and when. Thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.